This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Wednesday has come Gotta do another Song that is dumb It's for this podcast Need to pull something Out of my ass Cause this show comes out Every seven days And if you don't laugh Then you go away So please laugh, rate, subscribe Even do Patreon I am desperate so please laugh. <laughs> and it's not funny. So please laugh. The best kind of love that I know. So please laugh. I need validation. So please laugh. To keep me from ending the show. <laughs> we listened to the Jars of Clay album, Much Afraid, and we're going to talk about it today on Good Christian Fun. So please laugh. <laughs> You got me straight tripping, boo. <laughs> I forgot about Roseanne. She made a mistake. <laughs> We've all made mistakes. Hey, we all have. Hey, welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. I'm Caroline. And we're to have some good Christian fun. I've now I've said in the past that the theme song is unlistenable. As of episode sixty-one, <laughs> it is officially <laughs> unlistenable. There's there's some kind of beat still there that I can kind of follow if I'm listening closely, but I'm not listening closely. I'm I'm having a good time. <laughs> And is the goal to keep layering on so many clips to the point where we do change it to a new song or just keep doing it until the end of the show? <laughs> I'm going to leave that up to you, Kevin. I like either of those options. Okay. <laughs> Great. Well, Good Christian Fun, of course, is the podcast where we talk about Christian pop culture, the best pop culture, according to Christians. That's right. Christian movies. Music, entertainment, Christian rock, Christian stand-ups, Christian speakers, and we're getting our hands and in all books. the little media out we're, there. We're putting our uh, what is it? Fingers on a lot of pies. Yeah, well, in a in a way of speaking, a lot yes. of irons in the fire, a lot of, th- <laughs> <laughs> but not that many. No, not we that are many. Christians. One finger, one pie, like God intended. <laughs> Forever, <laughs> golly, it's thirty <laughs> seconds in. Thirty seconds. No, we're good. Like uh, two minutes in. Oh, okay. At this well point. then. Bitch and fucking fart. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch and fucking fart. All right, on that note. Uh, The topic for today 
is Jars of Clay. The We're album. back around. Well, I'm not, uh, a little peek behind the curtain. We're recording this very shortly after Halloween. But this is a spooky album because it's Much Afraid. Oh. And they're scared. Were you Much Afraid last night? Mm-hmm. About the little children coming to your door asking for candy? I thought they would make fun of me. And you thought, like, hey, this is usually my thing. <laughs> it's usually my thing? What part of his... <sighs> All right. <laughs> Our guest is laughing. My thing. Wow, it must be funny. <laughs> guest litmus test. Well, speaking of our guest, let's introduce her right now. Ladies and gentlemen, she's a dear friend of ours. She, oh, God. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> she is a stand up. She's got her show, Let's Stand Up, and you can see her every Friday in December at the Western Comedy Theater in Santa Monica. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Caitlin Flourish. That's the that's the first time I've accidentally interrupted <laughs> the guest intro. Yeah. Before it's been on purpose. Were you is this familiar? Oh yeah. This was a hit in the in the warehouser household growing oh, up. Oh no. I had to go to another household <laughs> to get like into Christ. Amy. What's your, what's your, do you have any Amy Grant hot takes? Not really. We did have Amy Grant growing up like, mm-hmm. in the house. Mm-hmm. And then my mom died and that was kind of the end of that. Oh. Like my dad wasn't like keeping that album in rotation. <laughs> he wasn't like, I will carry the torch of Amy's. Yeah, no. <laughs> gotcha. He went ahead and let that one collect some dust. Baby, baby is my life song. <laughs> I will say, we've talked about Sandy v. Amy. Uh, there was a couple weeks ago, and we haven't really talked about it since it happened, but I was up until like May 1.30, 2 in the morning, sending Caroline videos via text <laughs> knowing she was asleep i know when she goes to bed generally unless it's an exceptional night yeah and there's one of uh sandy patty and amy grant doing el shaddai a duet oh yeah and i texted you this is my batman v superman <laughs> that's right <laughs> oh, <my> god <laughs> but i will say there's a clear winner there's is a it? clear winner of that of that duet is oh yeah amy well <laughs> we might have to uh, save that for a special app. Interesting. Yeah. But let's just say it's a teasers. Yeah, teasers <laughs> and pleasers like our guests. Kaylin, thank you so much for joining us. Thank what's you your for me. What's your history with faith and religion and God and stuff like that? Uh, I was uh, born into a family that evangelical, kind of fundamental Baptist. Uh, we were out in the middle of uh, the woods in like Oregon. Mm-hmm. Southwest Eugene, really far out there. Uh, <laughs> our church was a grange, uh, complete with bats and bat poop. Wait, um, what is a grange? It's like a barn, but less bougie. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. barns are the are fancy. It's a barn for people who aren't pretentious. <laughs> yeah, like mm-hmm. Jesus would have wanted. Uh, it's just a big building you know the first house that you draw as a as a two-year-old it's that shape it's exactly that okay and there's no feature there's no loft there's nothing it's oh gosh for what excuse me (laughs) i'm satan i've grown up very rich so (laughs) (laughs) we always had lofts uh there was like a partial like the outline of the building yeah okay yeah Great. And then surrounded by snakes and blackberry bushes. Uh, and bats, you said? Oh, yeah. Full of bats. Oh, <laughs> Mostly bats. <They're, laughs> 
I'll test your faith. <laughs> that is so scary. That is like a forging a weird type of Christianity there, like a Batman Frontiers hybrid <laughs> Christian. Uh, I used to hate it Frontier if people. we stayed over. Like one, a couple really good things about the church growing up uh, with this Baptist like community is that uh, our mom did die in '89, so I was like six. My sister was three. My brother was like eleven, and we were just like absorbed so lovingly into so much of the community. Mm-hmm. So I grew up with like a handful of godparents and like families uh, who had kids also in Sunday school would just like take us and just take us, <laughs> just take us oh, <laughs> away great. from my dad uh, <laughs> to yeah. help raise us. Were so, they, uh, were they like formally your godparents in the way that we well, traditionally think of it or no, because everything's just like real scaled down in yeah. like poverty country. <laughs> like, <laughs> so it was like were two of them best. Mike and <laughs> yes. Sorry. Be honest. <laughs> yeah. Were two of your godparents bats. And they would just squeak to me versus <laughs> <laughs> they helped me find all the best fruit. Fruits of the spirit. I'm sorry. Love, joy, peace, and blood. Jeez, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I should not make fun of you. Getting real excited. Um, uh, I did have like a official set of like unofficial grandparents that did kind of function as our godparents oh, uh, cool. that we would like literally walk in. Crystal Madison uh, would literally walk in her garden and like talk about our relationship with God and what God is and Jesus and all that stuff. And then Mike was the first uh, person who taught me how to like work on cars. Uh, mm-hmm. So like those were official. That but, is amazing when churches can do that. And oh, just be like, very oh, good. These kids were their ours now. Like yep. community kids, and we're going to take care of them, and make sure they're. Okay. We were forever referred to as oh, those warehouser kids. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we were adopted really lovingly, and uh, one of my least favorite things growing up in the church is if we'd stayed over with one of the godparents, one of the families that had that had been designated to like open the grange. Um, on Saturday night to Sunday morning, it was the most wretched job in the world. The building would be like sub-zero temperatures oh, and just like cold and creaking. We had to like start the wood-burning stove in the middle of the room oh, wow. to like get the heat going and like sweep up the bat poop and like put the little coffee thermos out Aww, <laughs> and yay. like set up the church. And then it was just like uh, like a hundred folding chairs, and that's that's the whole that's the whole thing. Were there a lot of kids in that church too, or was it like? A dozen As a kid's perspective, it. it felt like yeah. a ton because that's your whole world. Yeah. Um, we were homeschooled until my mom passed, and then we had to go to public school. Some of the kids I went to Sunday school with stayed homeschooled. I'd say about half and half went to public school and stuff, but it felt like, and the families that were there, there was like eight kids per family. Whoa, so it okay. felt like a lot. Yeah. But really, the community was so small. <laughs> so there was only like six families. <laughs> and it's like a lot of kids. Yeah, like, there's a city of children. <laughs> exactly. We run this place. Yep. And so that was like circumstantially what was happening. What was going on with like your perspective on God during that time? I felt like I messed up so early. I was such an early reader and so into story and books and anything I get my hands on, I would read. And in my head, I accidentally um, coded all stories as stories, mm-hmm. as, as things that we tell each other to communicate, kind Fictional, of big, bigger yeah. principles and morals and lessons. And so I remember there being a huge, oh, no moment. I was like in my bed reading my cartoon bible like the <laughs> yeah with the illustrations yeah, yeah. yeah you know the one oh, yeah. uh, and talking to my dad about it and being like well yeah i mean it's not like these are these aren't like real real and he was like no like 
they're supposed to be. <laughs> like, people had to be graceful. Like, yeah, yeah no, we believe them because they're real stories. <laughs> oh, no, we don't. Like, wait. And you, and you mocked wait. him mercilessly. Wait, what? <laughs> and everything crumbled. Yeah. It was like, no, we don't actually believe like Goliath and the whale swallowed that guy? What? Like, I get it metaphorically. I understood it metaphorically. Way oh, before. How old were you when you were having this conversation? Yeah. Six. That's so aware. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. But I, I, I was must, just like, oopsie doodles. I must think that a <laughs> lot of kids like that who are really kind of prolific readers of that time. Or like, when I it, get it. Yeah, when it becomes like delicious and, and you do see stories and books as being like you learn i guess almost like literary criticism and discernment from that perspective how it would be really easy to do that with biblical stuff too there it's representational yeah. and you're like i get it same with like and i was obsessed with wrestling at the time too <laughs> and i was like i get this is all this is like representational these are like character character like farces like yeah i get it they're not really mad at each other paul is but stone they're cold steve austin <laughs> i had a really deep obsession with andre the giant oh yeah <laughs> yeah did you <laughs> watch the documentary watch... <laughs> yeah yeah, I've that's watched it a couple good. times. Yeah. Uh, but I got like, yeah, representationally, that's like Andre the Giant is like Goliath, right? Mm-hmm. And like sometimes the little dudes take him down, but you know, might Trump's, oh no, y'all really believe in Noah? Okay, I'm out. <laughs> like I didn't, wait, really? That's funny. Were, no. you, all, were you just as skeptical of like Santa and Easter Bunny stuff too? Yeah, that was ruined. I yeah. had an older brother. Oh, he and the church him. didn't like love Santa, right? They didn't like hate Santa, but, but they were like, we're mm, suspicious of I, Santa. I, I do. Uh, maybe we can this December, but I really do want to explore the kind of hot and cold relationship the church does have <laughs> Santa. with Santa as a cultural it's, figure. It is so funny. complicated yeah. because it's like <laughs> we like him as a saint. Yeah. You know, Saint Nick. Oh, Christian. Sure. Saving Christmas. Uh, we've all loves, seen it. He is loves God. And then there's there's Coca-Cola drink in Saint Nick, which I'm just no thanks. Yeah. He's crossing out Jesus from Christmas. And it's like we like anyone who's getting people excited for Christmas. But, but <laughs> not about you. Right. Not that one. Yes. Yeah. That's funny for you because uh, I feel like a lot of kids can put like Jesus, Easter Bunny, Santa sort of in the same category of their brain for a while. And then that can be like a tumbling of down and be mm. like, well, if Santa's not real, then God. You also told me God exists and he's not here either. So, but you just kind of skipped ahead. (laughs) Yeah. I was so into the like idea of what the Bible, like what the Bible stories were until they like told me until it was like forced that like, no, this happened. And I was like, okay, I'm out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But you could pull meaning from it. But they weren't. Yeah. yeah, Like. And then looking back and be like, those were that great stories. I feel like that it's it's funny because it's so specific and really personal in this instance, what happens. But I feel like sometimes that can happen in processing art and consuming mm-hmm. stuff where it's like, I saw this movie and to me, blah, 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 meant da, 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 da. And then you like listen to the commentary track and the guy's like, well, it was about this. I'm like, shit. And so it's just it. that. <laughs> and it really, yeah. And, and yeah. I think it's something we talked about before, like the relationship art and like biblical text has to who is the authority like is it is it inherent to the author or is it inherent to the listener the viewer the audience member the interpretation who's right. like your personal relationship yeah. with the art because with, yeah. for you as a six-year-old it was like well no i think i got it like whether it was the author's intent or not it was like i can 
understand why this is rich exactly. for such and such reason. And I don't want to narrow it by having to put it in a box. Make it in literal. a literal, exactly. Yeah. I think part of it was that cartoon Bible, though. Like, you can't <laughs> make a cartoon out of something and be like, no, this is factual. And this is divine. I reading, the like, sheep, other, I believe. Yeah, other graphic novels. I was already reading comics. I was like, no, 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 no I get it. They're all, like, all like, kind of... they're all fictional. Well, yeah. and that is, um, that's a funny visual because I feel like that's kind of a referendum sometimes in modern evangelical culture. Like Mark Driscoll, Heard of him? Yeah. He was like the pastor in Seattle who left the church due to pride issues, Marshall Church, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, one of his big talking points is we want to take Jesus off the felt board. And that's kind of become a talking point, I feel like, in the last 15 to 20 years where it's like, oh, it's not just like fun little stories and little parables wow. about morality, the veggie tale stuff. It's like, take him off the felt board. Jesus was a man and he had muscles and he was a carpenter. This shit's real and judges 300. Cool. That sort of thing. Damn. Yeah, Marcus right? was like very aggro masculinity with his faith too. Of it was course. a really weird thing it's that weird he that, went with. That there's not more of him because yeah, it is how. weird. But I think actually, in general, and I'm making such a, a generalization, but like I think a lot of men who are drawn to being pastors or speakers are naturally probably a little bit more like bookish and like have a lot of like um, ties to their feelings and things like that. So I think that's probably why we don't have as many. Like, you need to go build some shit to be a Jesus follower and stop being so wimpy. <laughs> like that was his thing. It was like stop being so wimpy and. Whatever and like God is a God of judgment also and all this kind of stuff. But anyway, so for no, so good. when that happened for you, was the faith like just kind of gone or did it more? I kept, for I thought about it so much. Uh, C.S. Lewis was like my favorite author mm -hmm. growing up, and the first book that I like read with the help of my brother was like one one of the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, like one of the Narnia mm -hmm. Chronicles. Um, and I love that so much. Like I have a bit about how I didn't realize for way too long that it was about Jesus the whole time. That's yeah. <laughs> a lie. Wait, what? Sure. Like Wait, what's about Jesus? Druids in there. The one that dies and gets resurrected. Oh, yeah. oh. oh, okay, okay. By the way, Netflix just bought it. Spoiler. Uh, I cannot wait show. for a gritty reboot of Yeah, Narnia. what's the take? Ooh, what's the take a of dark, a... bloody reboot of That witch is going to get so bad. Is Aslan going to go into the upside down? <laughs> You, I think you've heard this, but I was like, it's so long about like my relationship with Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and the candy, and like Turkish Delight. So like, I think about Turkish, this, Turkish Delight such, all the time. They're garbage. I, yeah, they're, they're not so good. Gross. Well, I've had some good ones, and then I've uh, there's some that are also trash. He just betrayed his whole family. <laughs> you <laughs> betrayed your garbage family candy. for this like <laughs> Jello adjacent yeah, candy. Yeah, rose water. What are you? <laughs> just like Jesus in the pieces. Slytherin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Slytherin. Whoa, wait a minute. Why don't we get mythology? Although I. Okay, so I read that book recently for another uh, podcast that does like children's books, and uh, I'll say hashtag I stand with Edmund because I think upon reading that book again, he is uh, abused by all of his siblings. They hate him. And they're he's so a mean bitch. to him. Sorry, can I say that? <laughs> no. But he, but he like didn't used to be a bitch, and then he went to a mean school. Like they mentioned that briefly, and I don't know if you read it, but Peter is just like so rude to him all the time and always assumes the worst. And he is a little bitch, but I feel yes. like he is a redeemable little he's bitch. He's a bad baby. <laughs> and he's mean as hell to the youngest. Yeah, he and does he's just gaslight a her. Rotten a lot. Ass. 
He's rotten. Read it again. You'll have a, a different feeling. Baby. Caroline, will your memoir be called Redeemable Bitch? <laughs> I I'll call it Irredeemable Bitch. <laughs> oh, nasty. Oh, so and good. she's sticking your tongue out, giving the finger <laughs> while holding a Bible. Butt out. <laughs> okay, so That's Lewis was one of your faves. Love that. Thought about it. And then after my mom passed, we, like, the kids we kind of stayed involved with the church family so we were we were still brought to church but my dad kind of stopped going for the most part like he was working full-time now raising three kids by himself church didn't play a huge part my mom was the one that was way more into the church uh we also had kind of a nasty experience much later that i found out with her memorial service and that the pastor at the time just used it as a rip-roaring opportunity to bring people to jesus oh, uh or, you know redemption in christ and hellfire and the whole thing and that that god has a plan and like that actually broke one of my good friends faith as well because he's much older than me but hearing his dad talk about like that uh that every you know god has a plan for everything and then looking literally to these three kids who just lost their mom in a freak car accident and he's like this isn't are you kidding? Like, this isn't a plan. Yeah. Um, so I was, we were out of the church or away from it for a long time. My dad remarried, second wife, kind of a nutbag. Uh, <laughs> and by kind of a nutbag, I mean full-blown. Uh, big, big nutbag. So I, they were married for like seven years. So when I was about, uh, whatever, sixth grade, fifth grade age, I got in with like a clique of friends. And one of them became very, very close. And her family kind of adopted me as something that I want to do is get adopted out to other families. <laughs> and they started bringing me to church with them. Uh, not in like a creepy way, just like is a loving, awesome family. Uh, so I got back into the church when I was about sixth, seventh and eighth grade. And that's when I came like, that's where all this music mm -hmm. ties. Season oh yeah, because like, this is like youth from, group times. This is yeah. all from like '94 to '97. Oh, oh the peak! This, oh, the heady such years. A heyday. Of such a heyday. <laughs> yeah. The one what? The uh, what did you enjoy when you went with them, or was it kind of like, oh, I'll tag along? I loved it because of the type of church we were going to. It was. Uh, it was like Church of God, Friendly Street, Eugene, shout out, because I think they still, hopefully, who uh, are doing they great things. They were called things. Friendly Street yeah, Church? Yeah, it was on Friendly Street in Eugene. Oh, how Friendly lovely. Street Church of God. That's great. Uh, and they were uh, really, really active in youth uh, activity and outreach, and they structured it in the way that I really liked and took to, which is like a fellowship and peer support. So like mm -hmm. any youth group, it's mixed age for part of your like Sunday school experience. So you would have age specific and then you would go to the bigger group with younger and older. Okay, and yeah. I think that's such a valuable experience for adolescents and youth to grow up. Same with like sibling structure and family. It's so important to have like older and younger being responsible for the mm -hmm. care of younger and being kind of taking like looked after by uh, elders. So that I just loved. Love, yeah. love, love. Mm -hmm. And then as like a, you know, middle schooler hanging out with high schoolers is like, such a big deal. I couldn't imagine Such anything cooler. Yeah. They are so cool and funny. Shouts and out to Angela Marvin, a girl <laughs> in high school that came over to me, a weirdo sixth grader in youth group, when I was sitting by myself and just started talking you? with no. me and so was very nice. sweet. Yeah. And it, yeah, that it sort like, of thing. It really, and it trains your, uh, I think, being on both ends of that sort of relationship where mm -hmm. you can be like a big brother or sister or a little one. It trains your mind well for just like getting out of your own head and, and selfless. And I know there's like infrastructures, obviously, outside of like youth group and church yeah. where you can do that. But I feel like that is a nice thing when it's done well, it's, properly, healthily. Yeah, that's really yeah, cool. Yeah, church important. gives a lot of, of opportunity for kids to like do music and then to also like be leadership 
be in leadership at like a very young age mm-hmm. or just be involved in a very young age mm-hmm. or like have responsibility, which is kind of neat. Friendly yeah. Street, Church yeah. of God, still kicking. Hey. Oh, yay. That's also where I did live nativity. Kind of amazing at it, not to brag. Uh, uh, I mean, I think that's who are you? The last thing I'm supposed to do. <laughs> about with the not to brag. Oh, this the story of Jesus' humble birth. True humility. I was amazing at sitting super still in the winter. Um, <laughs> what What were you? Everything. Uh, we switched roles. Oh, great. The angel is real hard because you have to like hold your arms out. Oh yeah, that's to a, the side oh, the entire nice. time, and that's then just make eye contact with your best friend and just like try to get him to break. Yeah, you just like stare at the middle of their forehead, and their like eyes become one cyclone. <laughs> And you're just like trying not to laugh. Um, and then Mother Mary, you like sit with your hands folded. Uh, the archangel was like the big one. And that's like up on top of the manger. Uh, there was like all the different scenes like that's throughout cool. the, around the entire block. I play a bunch of baby Jesus. You're grabbing a boob. If yeah. You're Simon Birch. Simon Birch. Simon Birch messed with me as a kid. I should not have seen that so young. It's bad. Um, it's bad. Anyway, <laughs> I got to be Mary one time in a live nativity. And that was like I didn't the know honor of my life. Yeah. When was this? Uh, this was third grade, third okay. or fourth grade. Wow. I felt so important. I felt very good. Is that when you realized what an irredeemable bitch you were? <laughs> <laughs> That's when I realized I was a big bitch. <laughs> I didn't know yet. I was an irredeemable bitch. I lo- yeah. Really good. That was exciting. Anyway. It is. It's it, weird... it felt like being cast as like the most beautiful woman in the world mm-hmm. for some reason. Sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, so yeah, I got really back into the church. Um, and it was a big part of like the social aspect. So we went to a really small school. Again, like we went to a slightly bigger school, but still very small and outside uh, of Eugene, like 20 minutes out. So being able to come into Eugene, into town. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time, like we like uh, organized the kids Halloween whatever haunted little maze we built for them and like put on like plays with the kids so it was also how i was like staying in theater involved in theater and then i stayed in theater throughout all of high school even after church involvement stopped um so yeah it was a lot of good things as this uh six-year-old skeptic now coming back into the church world and and knowing what you did about the Bible and those stories, did you find it difficult sometimes to get on board with like the spiritual aspect of that church stuff? Yeah, but everything was difficult at the time. It all felt, uh, I kind of put it all in the same like category of like, oh, we're all, this is all performative, right? Every mm-hmm. ounce of like peer pressure uh, to dress a certain way, do you know what I mean? To like have the cool clothes or whatever mm-hmm. and like wear the makeup and like like just gender performance <laughs> like just yeah. i'm a girl <laughs> i'm a straight girl good at being a girl <laughs> it was all performative yeah and i wanted all of it to be true mm. you know what i mean i wanted to just be this like virtuous street girl who mm. like believed in jesus and like married a high schooler uh, like those were all, <laughs> i wanted all those things this is also where i read almost all of the bible like wow. deep study stuff. Wow. I wasn't absorbing it and like meditating on a lot of it, but it was just like getting through it. And that's how so much of it felt. If you've ever had like the Bible challenge, or whatever, to get through the, you know, mm-hmm. to get through the whole goddamn thing. Uh, you're Next not- year, GCF listeners, <laughs> hey. follow along with us. Bible <laughs> Our listenership craters. Your faith. <laughs> the Leviticus, that's like the dry lands. Oh, there's everywhere. so many books that's like a that. lot. You're not so, okay, you're not absorbing a lot of it, but you're going through the motions. Look at me go. And I'm I'm following. Look at me. Look I'm at my finger at go this. down that page. Yeah. <laughs> look at me go. Mm, and I'm, I'm highlighting and I'm taking notes and I'm making marks just to show that I've been there. And yeah. like, yep, look at me go. And I'm, yeah. So I'm, the rainbow of a young youth group member's 
Bible, the markings. Oh, they hate Bible. Oh, they hate rainbow. Sorry. <laughs> oh. oh, I just meant the different highlighters, but I see, I see that perspective as well. Actual rainbows, please. Yes. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> there were a lot of like extra highlighted Bibles, a oh, lot yeah. of notes. I was like, you can't even read that thing Small anymore. handwriting we've talked about get before here. on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Margins. No. Oh, yeah. Margins. Oh, flowers. gosh. What, what's one of your go, what was one of your go-to notes, Caroline, when you were like taking notes in the margin? Like, oh. I need to remember that. Or like, right. I am his. He is my. Like, because <laughs> like, I, 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 feel, I feel like I can remember things like that. Like, I need to live like this is true or something like words yeah, it was like, a lot of that or a lot of like remember this yes. caroline or pray on this like pray yeah. on uh-huh. this pray uh-huh. on this was mine yeah and then yeah the friendship kind of melted away and the relationship with the church followed suit and it was uh, like freshman year in high school you know or like a lot of radical change kind of happened socially uh etc and then i came away from so by the time i was like sophomore i think i was just completely onto another friend group mm-hmm. or lack there. I don't know, but wasn't involved at all in the church anymore. Was your friend sad about it? Did she ever reach out? Or? No, I don't know why. I can't remember why we stopped being friends, but I know we had like some kind of fight or some kind of separation. Mm. And I think we were on relatively good terms throughout high school. It was a tiny high school. You can't like mm. miss somebody. Yeah. It's really hard to blank somebody. Yeah. It's brutal to blank somebody <laughs> in a high school that small. Yeah. <laughs> You're just Trying to go with them all like day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's only a hundred kids in our Caroline's class. Caroline's doing some really good visual some comedy blinders. right now. Exactly. Yeah. I can't see. We're not <laughs> horses. We weren't meant to live like that. That's <laughs> oh, gratifying though. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I just, I kind of, oh yeah, this is, none of this is, this isn't for me. Yeah. There was a lot of clues along, you know, kind of a breadcrumb trail along the path of any time they kind of touched on condemning homosexuality anytime there was kind of racist overtones and there were a lot there were a lot looking back at some of the sermons and some of the passages and how they conveyed them in terms of like immigration and a lot of times the messages were good and that like old way of christianity i want to say because i don't think that we remember uh (laughs) that it's openness and loving and giving of oneself and like the importance of fellowship and turning the other like all these kind of tenants Mm -hmm. um they were definitely there but there was also some like oh wait what did you say like Like, shockingly harsh stuff i know you mean yeah that kind of polluted on the way so when i broke away from it it was like yeah (laughs) this is stupid yeah it didn't feel like oh no but it wasn't all stupid yeah yeah it wasn't all stupid. It was just the stupid parts outweighed the... Yeah, you don't sound angry about it. No, uh, anger came later. <laughs> rip, Tonight. Rip roaring. Here we go. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> the anger came bitterly. came out so bitterly as I came out. Because mm-hmm. my coming out was so slow um, and in so many weird little tiny phases. Mm-hmm. Uh, and every time I had like any kind of like self um, love or like acceptance of self. It was a memory in the back of shame and suppression. And like, this is, it's just not any of those things being in the church. I think at that age taught me to be a way better liar too, which is kind of a bummer. It will teach you how to dodge and avoid the truth and avoid people if you want to. And there is the call constantly to get, you know, put, give yourself to Jesus again, put your, you know, 
let it all go, let it all out. Uh, but all you're really doing is like, I'm perfect. And I've been perfect this entire time. <laughs> like, I just want to be perfect in front of everybody behind me at church camp today. And I'm going to go and, you know, put hands, rest hands or whatever, lay hands. Oh, there's the some of that happening? Oh, yeah. And like, we went to some r- pretty radical church camps where it's that <laughs> pure mentality and like the pure madness, uh, social madness of uh, singing uh, songs all together. And it kind of opens up your heart and your brain is just like firing off all these chemicals of like, yes, this is good. Yes, this is good. And the music and the drums mm-hmm. and the like surrounding it and hearing voices. It appeals to like lizard show. brain. And it's just like, yeah. And, yeah. It, and I, it can be really moving too. It yeah. can be like really profound and, and good. And then someone like rededicates their life to. Gone yeah, and then you're all like, yeah, yes, back in. Uh-huh. But it can also later you'd be like, wait, I don't, what the, I don't know I what that doing? meant at all. Yeah. yeah, it's like the hangover the next day. Like, yeah. wow, so that was crazy, right? And you're Christ just talking hangover. to your, yeah, Christ hangover, Holy Spirit hangover. You had too much Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit, and you were the, drunk with the Lord last yes. night. No, it's the only and, kind of drunk I get. Well, I was just wondering now, even in talking about it, if this is something that has dissipated. With the rise of social media, because I feel like something about having cameras on you at all times would make you less likely to let loose. Kinda. Yeah. I would Ooh. be afraid that someone's like Snapchatting. No one's taking <laughs> videos during church, though. Yeah. Well, witnessing. witnessing to, Not. I we don't know. know what kids are doing at their <laughs> age now. Yeah. <laughs> church live stream. <laughs> yep. <laughs> on ig so you know someone might be periscoping you getting slain in the spirit you don't know so i I would wonder if it's harder to get out of your head because of that yeah that's interesting i wonder if it's more appearance teens right in we we have had some teens right we do have some teens yeah shuts out you're the future don't screw it oh and don't let anybody put their fingers inside you at church camp it's not holy it's not what god wants that was going to be my next talking point yeah it's still regardless of your relationship with god it's what you don't need it (laughs) they have not washed their hands get them out of there say inside of you (laughs) or on you a lot of fingering (laughs) (laughs) wait what church camp is this (laughs) Out by Detroit, like oh, that sounds terrible. Give us the address. We'll we'll go talk to them. We'll go infiltrate. Oh God! Find out about the social media. Good grief! Did you ever see that movie Jesus Camp? We gotta talk about yeah, this show. Yeah. Uh, was it one of the McCol? No, who's in it? Uh, Ted Haggard might have been right? in it. Oh. Yeah. Oh, was that the smashing of the pumpkins? Pumpkins Bill and the mugs. Uh, it might have been. I just remember there's a cutout George W. Bush. I never, I haven't seen it yet. I, I haven't just seen saw it the either. Trailer, yeah, I think I've seen it, and they they do a lot of like, like not casting out, but basically exorcism. It's kind of the same, but it's they like smash mugs. They have like words smash printed on mugs, mugs like little coffee mugs, and these kids are just like, rah, like oh, going it's like a bananas. It's like a demonstration coffee. of like getting rid of sin or something. Yeah, renouncing. Oh, that's interesting. Stop the sin of caffeine. Did you guys yeah. ever uh, have this happen at a church camp or something like it, where there was a, a cross at the front, and then you had to write down like your sin on a post-it note, and then during like a quiet worship song, everyone would walk up. Sin on the cross. I didn't do that, but I saw. No, them. I would hate that. Though. <laughs> That's so vulnerable. I went to a church where you wrote it on the cross. Oh, okay, yeah. With the wood burning. Wow, so they had crosses <laughs> and crosses to burn at yeah. this church. Well, no, That's extras. A very different church. <laughs> yeah, that's kids, we're gonna teach you how to burn a cross. Did you also wear a white hood? <laughs> yeah, and oh, I just Caroline, thought that was just like we have some bad news. No, oh, just no. to like be anonymous, like get out of your we head, need to talk not worry to you about the social this. norms. The Holy Ghost. We're gonna dress up as him. He's very pointy on top. He's kind of a dunce. So <laughs> the, the Holy Spirit is definitely the dunce of the Trinity. So he's 
good grief. <laughs> I've heard people describe him as the drunk uncle that shows up at, at oh, family yeah. reunions. Oh, like, oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, he's a part of this, but he's... He's yeah, no on one. The the, not a lot of people are like, I was talking to the Holy Spirit. And conservative. Today. Di- yeah, they'll say, about Jesus. I'm talking to know? God. I'm talking yeah, to Jesus. Uh-huh. Yeah, in no, order you just of weirdness. drunk with the Holy Spirit. Exactly. <laughs> you know, traditionally, they referred to the Holy Spirit as a she. It was like a female part of the And we community. hated that. And I got rid of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> Who did? Well, like, in what context? Oh, All the men. gosh. This is where my research <laughs> runs out. But I think it was like either early church times or something like that or the the holy spirit i think was like genderless i, I think it. it was an it for a while and huh? then they just called it a she just like colloquially like, pronouns are hard and then they were like mm, women and then like, it's he yeah. well i mean this like translation stuff r.i.p eugene peterson from the message yeah translation stuff does matter and there's a lot of instances in greek and hebrew translations of things that were just words that just meant people mankind yeah being translated to men and then being doctrines for which people are willing to die for in terms of gender roles and stuff like that so be wary of uh, all translations do the message it's fun (laughs) oh look up the junior project if you are if you're interested in this topic yeah junior project's cool so where would you say if and you don't have to answer this super directly but where would you say you fall now on the like spectrum of spirituality or church things or whatever atheist for just hard atheist there's just i wish i talked about this oh, okay. um a little bit on amy miller's podcast hey. who's your god um that like i wish i could hold something in faith for my like self and for life and for just like giving it up and having uh hope in a in a bigger scheme but there's nothing in me that will allow that belief to occur like it's just bullshit lying to myself and this is something that i've found in common with a lot of like queer family and that like it's hard for us sometimes to get back into the church if we've had a history with the church and then came out of it because we're done with fucking lying Mm -hmm. (laughs) to ourselves and to others Mm -hmm. we're just done and we won't go back like we won't it feels partially like going back in the closet it feels partially like denying of oneself um like true identity it feels and also it's coupled with the fact that the church fucking hates us and is doing everything to destroy us feeling like i know that's not the absolute reality for all churches but goddamn the loudest ones really do <laughs> like it's so it's hard to, yeah. to and even like exploring other faiths and any other kind of like belief system and just like in nature or whatever you know it's like I, that part of my brain is so disintegrated i can't just believe in shit i tr- oh my god i would love to be able to I wish I could, um, but instead it's just, it's the practical science base. What's around us is the physical, and we know this. We have so much evidence. So put it in, yeah, put your energy in, uh, into preserving what's around us, what is tangible and real. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a level of escapism I find that's also really toxic to like my personal mental health mm-hmm. uh, to get too far away from being grounded in reality and the physical like space around myself and it just it couples with depression and lets anxiety kind of run rampant too to just just check out from reality like escapism in the sense of like indulging in 
yeah, things blind with religion. Faith. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not it good way. for me. Yeah. It's just not good for me. I wish it was because I think that's where motivation comes from. And I'm still trying to figure out how the fuck you, is this? Is it just lying to yourself? Is motivation just lying to you? Uh, I don't know how is, to find is it. Is my faith just <laughs> lying bit. to myself? Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> That's such an interesting perspective. Sometimes though. it is. Yeah. I mean, kind of. Right. In a lot of, I've had years where it's like, I think this is not the case. And a lot of people would advocate for fake it until you make yeah. it sort of perspective. But it's not good for me. Yeah, I don't That's think That's not so a healthy either. thing for and me And I think do. there's there's been times where I'm like, this is maybe a beautiful lie that I believe that still gives me some kind of boost. So like, why not? And then sometimes I'm like, no, this is a deeply held truth that I know down to my bones. And so I can go either way. But I really, I like the idea. And I think it's profound to be also like, there's so much here. Like, is this not enough? Like yeah. this world we live in, these people yeah. you've there's known. There's kids that need adopting there's and there's kids, oceans yeah, that need needs, cleaning. And there's like, and just the like stop pretending unbelievable beauty of the, like the sunset yes. we had had tonight that oh was like gosh. purple and pink everywhere. What the hell? You yeah. know, and it was giving me life. <laughs> it was giving me life. It was God's little painting. And it's Jason. Yeah, and I think that's that can be something like really interesting. And actually I talk about this with Nate a lot too, because We've had some difficult talks where I say, like, sometimes I feel like you're so fixated on heaven that it is a little bit of escapism, like, mm -hmm. from what we're dealing with here or just, like, the hard stuff in but life. This isn't really real. Yeah. Or, we're like, just, oh, this we're will all be redeemed. This will all right be now. finished. Yeah. yeah. And I think there's some power in that. There's something lovely in that. But I think there can be something, like, yeah, that's not good and that makes you detach from just like living here and, and yeah. being present in this too. One really depressing thought experiment that I will Let's indulge do it. every once in a while <laughs> is uh, trying to imagine the sheer untapped potential of religious people if they all were to close their books and stand up from prayer and go and engage in the physical world around them and be giving to the societies around them and go and pick up garbage and start a recycle program and do an outreach for foster kids. And you know what I mean? Like all these programs that could, and uh, the like embracing the true values of, I think the most beautiful parts of religion is being here with each other and sharing in a common goal. And that is love and that is acceptance and that is enriching each other's lives. If we all like, if, oh yeah, the sheer potential of putting down the um what's it like the habitual part of it what's that called like ritual the, yeah yeah putting down the ritual and going out and practicing mm -hmm. the yeah. word putting heaven it's not gonna happen for you babes uh <laughs> so maybe just maybe just fix <laughs> fix this house right now that we live in because we're here in yeah, this house and i think that's and like the best christians <laughs> i know are, are people that are like that and they're yeah. like well this is this is useless if I'm not just like going out here and helping people and stuff. So I remember that feeling so much is like yeah. where I'm saving up my, all my potential for uh, for heaven. Heaven points. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> Trump has that thing where he's like, like yeah. yeah, Trump has not. that thing where he's like, I don't want to spend too much energy because we have like a finite amount. Like, no, you don't, you fucking dipshit. Uh, but sometimes I think that's how like Christians fall into that trap of like, well, I'm doing enough here. This is fine. This isn't the real goal. This isn't the real house. I'm gonna make it you know to the yeah. faith as escapism is Ugh. a thought that's going to be it's so haunting me. me for the next couple of weeks <laughs> i'm so glad we have these but, but i no i'm glad i'm glad you give them to me too but i i will say like going off of that i i would encourage everyone to be very wary of any people of any religion or 
and especially Christianity, that kind of bristle against the idea of social justice for this reason. They're mm-hmm. like, well, I mean, I guess it's kind of important, but we have to... People who bristle against the idea of religion as a means to the ends yeah. of unimpeachable positive affect on other people's lives, both both in the macro, in the micro, in relationships and stuff. Definitely. Be very cautious of those people who are like, well, we have to first doctrine and then we can go out and like freaking do whatever. Unless it's adoption. Christians love adoption. <laughs> That's yeah. why I love adoption. Because yeah. I was raised around so many kids yeah. that were adopted. Oh, boy. Well, Ooh. thanks for sharing your story. Oh, sorry. It was yeah. really lovely. Thank you it's for a really sharing good your story. No, it can be like very personal, so I appreciate it. Thank you for yeah. giving me something to wake up in a cold sweat at 3 a.m. <laughs> this morning thinking about escape <laughs> And we'll be right back with more good Christian fun. Okay. <sighs> The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. Let's dive in. Come on, let's go. Christian pop culture. The music, you, br- you briefly touched upon it. Going to youth group in the heyday, 94 to 97-ish. We, we were talking before recording tonight about possible topics you mentioned uh, michael w smith you mentioned jars of clay who, who else did you mention dc talk dc talk oh, yeah. uh, rebecca st james points of grace or point of grace oh, point of grace point of grace oh keep the candle burning girl I what? Talked about. No. what a banger all it takes is one steady heart <laughs> the world that's turning <laughs> yep. that's good they're a country trio now did you know that yeah <laughs> You didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And but like so, Dixie Chicks country too. Yeah. Kinda, it's not like kinda. girls. It's like mom country. It where is it's so specifically, mom country. No, but specifically country songs about being a, a mom. mom. Do the laundry, get yeah, the kids, like the get lo- them lunch and kill myself. <laughs> this is all you should ever want. Yeah, I was like, there was like, there was one after like this, the drudgery of the day. Everything's it's positive. Fine. Everything's fine. They don't the say they want to kill, kill themselves. Oh boy. So your relationship to that media in the midst of like growing up in that time, was that all you were listening to? Was that mixed in with the quote unquote secular stuff Oh, too? definitely mixed in. So I would go and stay at like McKinsey Davies house and that they were very much Christ only mm-hmm. household. Um, 
but casually, does that make sense? So it was just like, it was cool. If, like, it wasn't restricted. It just happened to be the case. Yeah, because yeah. they just like loved it so much. And <laughs> like um, her dad was really, really musical. He like worked on a bunch of commercial stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it was like the first time that I'd ever seen like a soundboard, like and how to like oh, cool. balance it and stuff. And like um, he worked on, yeah, some cool stuff. So he was so musical and he was such a, awesome guy like we just loved it and would like hanging out so we would listen to music and Mackenzie also had three sisters and like some of the funnest like dumb little preteen times were just like cranking up some like poppy Christ track poppy <laughs> and just, Christ like, tracks dancing around the house and bouncing on the beds and like just being little funny girls like just yeah having There's a plenty of it. fun Christian songs for that you yeah. can get into it mm-hmm. I also like saw Labyrinth at her house for the first time and I think fell in love in a weird way with David Bowie's cod piece. Like that was so confusing. <laughs> Such a confusing him, time. But the Just being like piece. something here is like a clue drawn there's to a my clue. future. At least she didn't fall in love with one of Jim Henson's creations like I did. Oh, Who was even it? more confusing Who time. Um, Who is the she? worm? <laughs> Who is she? <laughs> the worm. Isn't there a worm in there? Just the inchworm? Yeah. That I was like, yeah, baby. Oh, hubba hubba. <laughs> Waddled up to the so TV, <laughs> diapy full. <laughs> Diaper full of food. Yep. You're like, I don't want uh, now. But Jars of Clay, so we talked about their debut album last year in one of our very first episodes, one of our first it's 10 a great episodes. Album. It is still a great album. Yeah. It's still very, very it's good. It's fun. Very dynamic. One of my favorite debut albums for anyone. We're talking about Much Afraid. What was your relationship to the... So we played the crap out of that DC Talk album and that Jars of Clay album. It was almost all we listened to. Like we Jesus would, Frank? Yeah. Yeah. We would be at church. And we also were really involved with like the preschool, Sunday school. Because like we'd get... We would go to, you know, whatever, study, Bible study. And then we would go and like take care of all the preschool kids or like go and do Bible study for the third graders and stuff. Like we were very involved in it. But we would like take breaks and like with our little Walkman, just be listening to the songs. We were just like <laughs> like teen obsessed. Wow, like you are with any song yes. like yeah. as a teenager or like preteen, whatever, thirteen. Just, I love this song. We were like <laughs> listening. We were like taking breaks from Sunday school to listen to DC Talk. That's how deep I was in the church. That, so that Jars funny. of Clay album oh. got so much play. First or second? The first. The first. One, and yeah. then, oh yeah, that the second good. one came out. And this is I. I was probably fourteen. I think it was the year before or the year I'm going into high school and this became like my very like studious thoughtful time with the church and with Christ and this was the time that I was like trying to get through the Bible and like really try to apply these things uh, because some of the facade was like definitely slipping away and that I don't really know about a lot of this stuff so I just threw myself at it and I have done this for the entirety of my life (laughs) something doesn't lean into it yeah exactly and just go a thousand percent I am very much a badger with my tenacity to like just get in there and figure it out um this is also how I've like changed industry so many times throughout like my career life is because I'm like I don't know how to do that I'm gonna go find out Uh, so I did that with Jesus. Um, so this was like a very studious time for me. A really, uh, I was doing a lot of ex- examination. I was reading through the Bible, and this album definitely soundtrack a lot of it. It was mm-hmm. also like the first little foray between fourteen and fifteen, where you just start really getting like a little bitty mo, and you just start getting. Oh, yeah. Well, I can understand Jesus. why, especially yeah. for this album, getting, the emotional. Uh, and so it really fit this like perfect little puzzle piece 
of like, this is the album I needed exactly when it was. And I spent about whatever, half a year, a year listening to it. And then I was done and I was ready to go on to other stuff. Wow. Uh, so it was so a, functional. Yeah. This is a, yeah. this is a perfect, like taking myself seriously, kind of sad, yeah. kind of like worried, feeling bad about myself, but Thoughtful. like also just like, God's the best. Yeah, like, this, pretty this sure. all is perfect <laughs> pretty album for sure. this. Yeah. The uh, other albums that I have bought that were in regular rotation, uh, I'd bought a, just like a year or two prior were Tragic Kingdom, no doubt, Alanis Morissette, Jack Little Pill, oh, and Mary J. Blige. Oh, yeah. Good time. Oh, and that Wow album. So it's like Wow, Best Songs of Worship really 1997, specifically. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a double album and it's full of bangers. Oh, wow. wow, 1997. And then I just like stopped the Christ stuff. And then I also did have a little like gay freak out. And I heard that Alanis Morissette was like not 100% straight. And I destroyed her CD. Really? Because I thought that's like, what Jesus I would shouldn't. want. Yeah, I was like, this Whoa. is terrible. Even oh, though no. I already put the Christ music down. Yeah. But still just having that like self-hating, like that home, self-inflicted yeah, like, homophobia. I don't even want to get close of, to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I broke it. And then I went out and bought another one. <laughs> <laughs> Good for of you. Of course. Like, Wait, oh, so God. when you stopped doing church stuff, did you ever listen to this stuff like just out of nostalgia or because you enjoyed it? Like, did you put on some DC talk? I tend like, to be brutal in my breakups. Okay. Um, <laughs> if you want to get into astrology, uh, Virgo, noted Leo for the rising, <laughs> Taurus moon. Um, I don't fuck around. When I'm done with something, I'm done. Okay. And I don't. Once and it's the same with uh, people. Like once the, the jars were shattered, <laughs> the jars were shattered. But come on, you've never revisited <laughs> not until this week. This song right <laughs> this here. Week. This is Riot. <laughs> Which one is this again? This oh no! Ew! I was like, this doesn't sound like jars. <laughs> but this is something so Caitlin much. mentioned when we were talking about. It. She's like talking it about right. Oh. So fun to like run around. One of my this, ears went First out. of all, so many notes. There's music video to this song that you need to look up because he's too old he's just too old to be doing this disagree and perfect then, age <laughs> Brian. it's just like a lot of like power moves and choreography and they're in some kind of warehouse and they're sweaty and shoveling and it's exactly that it's this caricature he's made of himself but i don't understand yep righteous invasion of truth baby. we are the righteous invasion of truth what a fun speaking of jesus freak i guess i guess i should announce this now so, former guest on the show, and also Caroline's husband, Nathan, yeah. and I are working on an album together called Cheese It Freaks. <laughs> Is it based on the Dane Cook joke? I did not know this. Nope. I don't know that joke. Uh, we're gonna don't take, look it up. We're going to take every song on the Jesus Freak album, make it about food. <laughs> What will people think when they hear what that I'm a cheese it in your life? For example, I'm so happy. I'm very set proud. Set the table and I ate some puffed cream from a fridge where I binge eat the food of my dreams. So that would be like some the first puffed cream. Yeah, like some whipped. Uh, we're working puffed. on it. I should say whipped cream. Oh, this is good. <laughs> Whatever. Oh my gosh. Hey, this is a working space. Announcement canceled. We're not doing. <laughs> Wait, do you guys have like? Uh, do you have stage names like? You're Kevin Snacks. I'm Kevin Snacks. And He's probably Toby Snack. <laughs> Snack it's mostly just Snack. Snacks. It's not the Snacks Brothers. It's Snack and Snacks. Michael oh, Taste. I don't Michael know. Taste is good. Hey. Michael W. Taste. Oh, man. Yeah. And Megan Kelly says that Nathan can dress up like Michael Taste. <laughs> so that's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, much Afraid. This is the lead out uh, track, Overjoyed. Ooh, ooh. I should go 
company with something so divine. Mercy wakes, overjoyed. Caroline looks like she's in Like this song so dan hasseltine lead singer of the band i think he prepared a generation of christian music fans to embrace sufyan's voice yes <laughs> right? it is such a sufyan feeling thing it is the genre of like here. sensitive male voice where it's like you feel like if you poked it with a feather it would shatter <laughs> and fall it apart you would kill this man <laughs> Yes. Yeah, like Frail, someone's squeezing air out of him to get the song. <laughs> he also, I don't know if you noticed, most of this album, he sounds very far away. Yeah. Uh, so far. Which Blink-182 did much later in their self-titled okay, album. Yeah, so it's yeah. Like a far away microphone. This sound, I, yeah, it's such a specific 90s indie guy yeah, sound. Absolutely. That I kind of enjoy. Can we talk about also, the album cover, too? It's like... It, makes, it doesn't make any sense. With I the rest love of it. it. I but it's nice. I instinctually this is still you love it. I think I think it's it is charming. an amazing album cover. Would you say this graphic design is winning? <laughs> I didn't. It gives me all the feels, you guys. The thing is, I didn't remember the, what the album was called. Oh, you remember the picture? I remember exactly like I could oh, have funny. sketched it. I could have. It's like yeah. this retro photo of a couple holding hands, like from the fifties, and they're and in swimsuits. They're and like and full it's excitement. Toned. Yeah, yeah. They're full excitement. But it's much of fr- like a ju- uh, it's so it's evocative such a mind to me. book <laughs> come on <laughs> album. I just think it's cool no I'm I think not it's teasing a cool you cover. it's just very I just, icon. No, it doesn't really make stupid. sense you're no it's stupid. not stupid you're not stupid Caroline only likes art if it makes sense for example <laughs> if they say Thor will be back in Thor Ragnarok then he'll be wait back. don't play with me are they doing Thor Ragnarok again <laughs> I'll go see it <laughs> Again. Ragnarok 2. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Return to Ragnarok. We all know. <laughs> Return to Ragnarok again. Ragnarok again. Ragnarok <laughs> all over. Uh, the, the sound of this album, generally, does it does it feel super, super 90s to you when you listen to it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't have musical knowledge to pinpoint why, but it does. To me, it feels very much ahead of its time. I thought so, too. It feels really mid Oddies, naughties, mm-hmm. if you will. If the naughty oddies. Oh, yeah. The naughty oddies. <laughs> In like the 2004 to like 12 range mm-hmm. of like alternative, kind mm-hmm. of thoughtful, not rock, but. A lot of strings, but not a lot of the, like they were super it's a very drum. Full sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of string arrangements and uh, not as many drum loops as there were in the first album, which is very, like parts of that what album are gloriously yeah, <laughs> 90s. Somebody just let that thing go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're done. Cut, Keep still. playing. Oh my gosh. I, w- I was reading today one of my favorite... Uh, <laughs> One of my favorite pieces of trivia about that first album is why are there trendy? Uh, there's like an FAQ on one of those jars of clay fan websites. You know, one of them. There's a billion. Uh, why are there 20 extra minutes at the end of the debut CD? And it says the band wanted to use the full potential to fill the CD to the max, but didn't oh. have enough material. So they included outtakes from their recording sessions. They are fans of live strings, so they included those blind rehearsal outtakes. Engineers can also be heard discussing the O.J. Simpson trial in the background. What? (laughs) 
way to make use of your resources. Blood, blood on the glove. Something like that. So, yeah, you can hear some Jimmy's thinking about that's bananas court that's so funny that they just filled it in yeah because they met in college and that was their first album which was sort of like born out of a dorm room essentially they went yeah it was a switch it was a switch with situation yeah situation with them same thing where it's like they made it in the mm -hmm, white college boys dc talk too and two of the songs on this album fade to gray and frail were Two of the first songs they ever wrote for anything. They were on a oh, demo really? th- where they didn't make the first album, oh, but they, okay. they ended up on this one. I love a group of 20-year-olds talking about being an old man. They're no, it's, <laughs> you, you think <laughs> Fade so is about moody. being old? It's so moody, yeah. You think it's about being old? No, I'm joking. I think actually, uh, I like this song. It's kind of about uh, having doubts in your faith. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. They don't really get into it with the lyrics. The lyrics are not... The li- they're okay. opaque that's the thing yeah i had to go i kept looking up lyrics and like there's gotta be some i know i'm i feel like i know some of the i don't know the words to any song turns out <laughs> i don't know any word to any song on this entire album but it's like soothing and it's just like kind of amalgamous like background yes. you're just like yeah yes whatever this to me <laughs> this I, how christ I, gets yeah, in your head. when i was when i finished song, i was like oh this is like 90s easy listening this <laughs> this song it is like, uh mm-hmm. yeah it's like very relaxed toad the wet sprocket and like a lot of kind of like this. like really ironed out like real smoothed this out it's nice it's like someone running in slow motion like that marathon from a couple weeks this ago. is real string forward <laughs> let me can i do i did what kind of what i did in the reliant k episode like one sentence summaries of each song yes. what i think it might be about oh i have one for tea and sympathy okay great uh overjoyed i am nothing without you god you make me everything that i am fade to gray i suck god you're good <laughs> tea and sympathy i wrote down don't leave me, baby. Let's talk it out. Okay, yeah. I have Ed Sheeran's Thinking Out Loud because it's the same. Fairly and I think well. that Ed Sheeran borrowed that melody a little bit. I could see that. Wait until like in the middle and to there's the like course. a little... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it sounds just like it's an evergreen. <laughs> uh. so, well, apparently it's about maybe having a, an affair. Or maybe... On yeah. cheating. No, about a relationship. Yeah, that's this, what they say. There's this like video on YouTube where they're talking like there's there's apparently three people in this song. By the way, there's like the couple and then a temptress. The, they call her well, a the, temptress. He says the waitress. Is that the same person? I think she's the temptress. Rude. I know. Rude, like, she's rude, just rude. Doing I thought she was just job. background, non-union. <laughs> and and that lady line. knocks over a cup and breaks it too. She's yeah, there's very a lot rude. of cup shattering, but that's a, a lot metaphor. of sipping, oh, slurping. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. It's, you, you yeah. This song stuck with me the most out of the whole album. This chorus. Maybe because of just the yeah, the chorus. Sheeran. And then the title of it. <laughs> it felt like it had something to say in a way, which I appreciated. Well, do you know another famous tea in sympathy? Uh, the play? The no. play. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I that. think 
It Do you think they're referencing that? They have to be. They're not well, dumb. They feel pretty well read. Right. Yeah. But then I did have to look up because I was like, I think that's that is like a colloquial, that is like a saying. It is? Of like, oh, to sit and have uh, tea and sympathy. Ooh, it's a British saying. It's a colloquialism. Like what, colloquialism. Um, it's is it mean word. just like gathering <laughs> together and working out? No, it's it like out, what's or often like, offered with as a British um, kind of nicety. Okay. It's like sit down for some tea and sympathy. Oh, like get in okay, here. Okay, okay. And the Let's lyrics here are like don't a, trade our love for, for tea, tea and sympathy. sympathy. So it's like don't throw away our relationship for just someone who will listen. Nicety is like kind of formal. Yeah, well, yeah it's something where it's okay. like she gets me. But it's like, does she really? She's yeah. just being nice and you're trying to do it. So I do think it's an interesting song because it's not God or girlfriend. I don't take it to be like that no, at all. It's I think it's girlfriend. strictly relationship yeah. stuff. Uh, so I like that. Yeah. That's cool. They, in their video, they said this was about adultery, which I was like, I don't think you retrofitted that later. <laughs> this just I, feels like people I, going through, a, there's like a breakup yeah. talk. And at on. that point in time, only two of them are married, yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah, one guy's like, yeah, you know, just it can really show how like something small in a relationship can grow and like break everything down. Oh, yeah, seed oh. in a relationship. Their junior so year was tough. Time. Yeah, junior <laughs> year. <laughs> hey, listen, we all had big breakups. You know, when your finals are coming up and... <laughs> It's just all going bad. Crazy She's times. not actually studying when you're doing a study <laughs> session. Like, it's so annoying. She's not pulling her weight in the group project. <laughs> it's frustrating. You go that way. And that's why you say. This one, I feel like, unfortunately, it gets into a little Reliant K territory. Which is this one again? This is crazy times. Here, we'll listen to the chorus. I like the chorus. There's a lot of act outs right now. Shh, don't tell them that. (laughs) (laughs) So, does this help you process? I I hope it does. Yes, it does. Uh, You gotta be jerky when you're listening to this song. (laughs) My summary for this was. Ugh, you're such a dramatic woman. Your sadness isn't good enough. Actually, you need God. That's what I thought it was. Yeah, it's you like use another woman in a derogatory way. Well, they're uh, calling it a her. Choice. Yeah, this is like uh, I think one of those like frail right? or not frail like fallen woman trope yeah. songs. Yeah, like concrete girl, switchfoot, you know, like a lady. That could be a playlist of like this girl doesn't have it figured out yet. Oh, she's like been, she's broken down. She's looking to other things. It's in her mind. If only she like reached God. Manic pixie dream. Often she dies. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, so I think crazy because it's like you're sailing. Tears aren't going to be enough to make things right. So it's like just being sad about something. I think it's one of those like. It's the total absence of God in the sign that's like, but actually you need God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's also, did you watch the music video for this? No. Mm-mm. He's wearing a fedora in it. Hello. 1997. Yeah, yeah. He's just explaining a lady her own goddamn feelings. That's the entire song. <laughs> Daddy <laughs> tips his hat to her and says, Milady at what the end. So he's a gentleman. He's a prince. What a piece of shit. Let me teach you how to this cry. This song is, honey, you're crazy. Let me explain your feelings to you. Crazy, ty- crazy you is such a buzzword for girl. women. Yep. It makes me really I don't think they're using crazy like girls, like girls 
girls are so I crazy. know. That, I guess that's a separate topic. And I, I hear men say, call just women like crazy a man to go to bat for a man you've no, never met. No, I'm just saying. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm no, no, no. Tell us how we're wrong. I'll quit the podcast. <laughs> Caitlin, you're the new co-host. Take it away, Yay! Girl. Oh, my God. Caitlin, thank you. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love you. What a twist. Stick around. Hope you like Muppet stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the same way. <laughs> I mean, and speaking... <laughs> No one does in the same way, baby. <laughs> one of the things Kevin's doing the worm along his own belly. No, right now. no, <laughs> no, guys. The one thing I will say about what? like their own personal politics or perspective, I think they're on the right side of I things. I do. I think generally they are our side, and nothing things. really yes. stood out as like oh, right, like gross. And so often stuff does. And I still listen to such dumb music. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, that's problematic. It's anyway, ba, ba, ba. love it. <laughs> yeah, well, and Dan Hasseltine on Twitter a couple years ago did say, I don't really see any good argument why gay marriage should not be legal. He was like going to bat for gay marriage mm. just like on a legal like so and i'm not at all surprised to hear yeah that from him like that's great but yeah they've also been not of, surprised at all Good. they've been yeah. like fairly progressive i think for a long time or at least not like ardently conservative christian mm-hmm. for a long time hassel Tan in particular likes to go off on people on twitter for how yes he does. conservative yeah. stuff he, he really does twitter follow I'm and he have started today. a um <laughs> Yeah, you should go way on back in your past. Uh, he might be listening to this. They listened to the first episode, if you'll recall. They, they did? Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, so, I forgot about that. Oh, that's cool. So be careful what you say. I oh, you love got one more this Twitter follower. voice. <laughs> it's good. It's good. I like What's, it. Um, do you want to play Five Candles, which is oh. supposed to be for Liar Liar with Jim Carrey? So when what you hear this. What was it? Promise or a dear liar liar. <laughs> What song is this? Though? Five Candles. No, you were but there. you know what I mean? What song is oh, this? Oh, I think they though? wrote it for the end credits, but a la DC Talk when they wrote The Truth is out there for the X-Files movie. The movie rejected it, but what movie accepted it, guys? Jack Frost. From No Dead to Snow yeah. Dad. Jack yeah. Frost yeah. starred yeah. Michael Keaton accepted <laughs> no the five candles. Jars of Clay had a lot of heat on them oh, for yeah. movies about people who don't want to be fathers. <laughs> I think they have a song fathers. in Chronicles of Narnia, too. Five Candles, you were there when I needed you? No, I think Jars of Clay had a song in Chronicles Oh, they Chronicles did. Yeah, they yeah. did on one of them. Yeah. So It'd be funny if it was this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is our song for all the movies. <laughs> this is what Asla- Aslan comes out to. <laughs> oh, you, just, you guys shouldn't have it. Not even my birthday. <laughs> yeah. and I think it's sung from the perspective of a little kid. Yeah, it's kind of sweet. It's talking about, it's like him blowing out the candles, asking for wishes, not wanting presents, just wanting time with him. Yeah. Yes. And saying you were never there. It's a little sad. What an impossible kid that never existed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is like, this is whatever, you know, when males write songs and it's like some dream girl or yeah. some like, it, this is like the <laughs> male, the male child. gaze as applied to a, a son, child. A son the that dad wants to gaze. spend time with you. <laughs> you know, a kid, but in a perfect way. I will have a catch with you. Uh, frail. Oh. 
This song is a brisk oh, you skipped. six yeah. minutes and 58 seconds Just long. Jeez. <laughs> Here's the thing, guys. Before we talked about it, before we did this episode, I had been listening to this song while going to sleep. Because I think it's a really, really great song. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, Caroline. It wasn't even me laughing that time. <laughs> I don't care if you laugh. You shut up, Caroline. That's it. I have no way to stand on I listened to a Cat Marina like headspace thing the other night to go to sleep. Whatever it takes. <laughs> but my By any notes, means necessary. My By notes any means for this necessary. song literally say bitch boy song. <laughs> <laughs> You're so mean. Wow. Damn. And if you're listening, I'm sorry about that. No, Dan, I think you would agree with me. There's a it's instrumental for a long time. Mm-hmm. It takes a while. It's it's Judy Moody. I, and but I don't Bummer hate this song. I, I I think it's nice. It's yeah, just, I like it too. It's Moody. It's just I should have just said it's Moody. It's kind of Judy one of those like a little bit of a self-loathing Christian song. Well, yeah, that's the thing, and, and it's complicated. But I think it's like that's the theme for so many of these songs. It's it's either. I'm shit. Jesus is everything, and that's all it's gonna be. Or I just get obsessed with what fucking song is this? Because (laughs) what are we doing? Song, and this, uh, especially this little slice of kind of Christian pop, which admittedly heyday, is all other songs. It's like playing Canada. It's just like an alternate reality (laughs) version of. Yeah, no, we talk about this. this. It's always like a little bit. Always reminds me of something. Yeah, a little late. But I think that's like this industry-wide. It's an issue. Any other album I've ever heard, though. You know, like pop stars are always imitating other pop stars and that kind of thing. So I don't blame them. Yeah, the, are, there's others that are a hundred percent more. Yeah, unless they're very blatant. Point. Hang on, this I'm album, looking for my Lauren Daigle clips real quick. This album is refreshingly devoid of that, except for that one Ed Sheeran song, which was admittedly a bit of a reach, but yeah, <laughs> because yeah. it's twenty years in the past. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think that's a reach. No, they stole it. I got that hook stuck in my head. No, Ed Sheeran was looking at jars of clay. Yeah, <laughs> and he was like, "No one." Wants I wish. Uh, I love okay, the so shape of your jar. <laughs> there's one lyric in this song that says, uh, "If I wasn't so afraid of being broken." and growing old uh-huh. but I thought he was saying being broke and growing old which <laughs> yeah. I think would be a, a great very honest lyric like I, I wish it had been that it like the if I the, wasn't so scared of being broke and generally old. the songwriting it's not that I feel like it's not as tangible as that because no, like being broke is like such a practical matter there's a lot of they it's, hover it's in not the, vivid like, it's poetry the yeah mm-hmm. these guys aren't on the ground all the way it doesn't sentence. conjure an image it's like mm-hmm. what what does this mean mm-hmm. i do ethereal think, yeah yes. i think so but i do think this is a, a cut or two above your standard i suck i'm a pos god's good Absolutely. song because because I, I think it is an interesting idea about vulnerability that yes, the song gets yeah. at which and i connected to a good amount listening to just the idea of like if you're afraid to show your own weakness and expose yourself to people in the sense of like, here's who I really am and what mm-hmm. I'm going through. And then like you ball that up and then it comes out in bad ways or then you really are weak because then you can't help yourself or help other people or love people. And it's, it doesn't feel self, even like compared to other songs in this album, it yeah. doesn't feel self loathing in the sense that we've talked about songs yeah, on this yeah. show before. I agree. There's there. I think now that I think about it, yeah, there is this kind of element of like, uh, I'll just agree with whatever you say. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, <I'm laughs> Thank kidding. you. No, but I think there is an element of just like, I, and I don't think it's entirely uh, wrong to be introspective and maybe find some faults that you could work on. And yeah. I think this maybe fall, falls more in that category than like, 
I am so low. I'm yeah, I am yeah. trash. I am nothing. Mm-hmm. I am. And like, why would anyone love me? Yeah. Thank God, God loves me. Yeah, yeah, because the way it goes, it says, if I were not so weak, if I was not so cold, which to me kind of like implies detachment or not connecting yeah. with people. If I was not so scared of being broken, growing old, I would be frail. So that's saying frail is like the good, like that's the thing you want to be. Like you are frail. You're going to die. Mm-hmm. You're going to have your heart broken. A little bit you're, vulnerable. You're going to do some bad shit, have yeah. bad shit happen to you. So it's like, it's okay. Embrace it. Don't be in denial. Because then when you are in denial, that's when worse stuff happens. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I guess being cold is like very much about a very like relationship problem more than anything than like a God yeah. or spiritual problem too. This works either way with like this feel yeah. and, and this album feels mostly like it is very it's weirdly more melancholy than the debut album i feel like and it feels oh, more yeah it feels more concerned with relationship stuff because and, it feels so much more grown up too yeah, yeah it does yeah. It, like and yeah the succession of these albums was like this is perfect it's like yeah on my path <laughs> it's a yeah. good sophomore album yeah it's not as splashy or flashy as the first one. It's but not it is dynamic, good. really. I was trying to... Very mid-tempo. A yes. lot of mid-tempo. Oh, just a lot of yeah. sleepy. There but, was one metronome setting. <laughs> yeah. Really uh, Truce is a little upbeat. Tru- oh, yeah. Truce is if you want to get it, get the party going, you put this one on. <laughs> All right. I'm Dan Hazeltine. <laughs> All right. Everybody take your dicks out. We're going to rock this shit out. <laughs> get in the pit to hurt somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Let's throw some fists. Put your hands on someone. Throw some jars of shit! <laughs> Wait, is this truce? This is truce. Okay. Hang on, I'll fast Hold on, it picks up. Uh, it's about to pick up. Coming. <laughs> it. Stay sitting down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And three. And four. And one. It reminds me more of prayer than any of the other songs do. Is it, this one feels a little bit more like recital of, excuse me while Caroline's twerking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for this one, I just put just blessings t- question mark. roll. <laughs> you can't tootsie roll. Full body rolls to this song. Jars of clay. <laughs> is this the one? Unless you're thinking of him. Mm. Him is like legit a prayer. Yeah. The last him. song. Hang on, let me, let me play that. Him. Him and him and him is pretty. Oh, refuge of my hardened heart. Oh, fast pursuing lover, come as angels dance around your throne. My life by captured fair you. Not silhouette of trodden faith Nor death shall not my steps be guide I'll be a wet upon my grave For in your path I'll run and hide Okay, him could be him I think Melly's friggin' good This reminds me of like the old way of the old feeling at church. I love it. And it's so distinct from the, like it is slow and kind of melancholy like the others, but it's so Thoughtful, distinct from the other ones. Methodical. Yes. Yeah. Very like, we're doing the a high practice. church moment a yep. little bit. This and we take so our beautiful. communion. Yeah, it's like all the lights off, only candles, one person singing this song. It's 
and we're just like thinking on our thoughts and feelings. Mm-hmm. Thinking mm-hmm. Going back thoughts. to all those verses we marked to pray on later. <laughs> yeah. Biggest all those I like, Really think on <laughs> this. Live as if this is true. Oh no. <laughs> and then the title track. Did you guys kind of get into the? Well, you were a yeah. reader. Where it's based on... Yeah, did you read that book? Literate. Did you read the book? No. So, I'm a reader too, Kevin. I, well, I'm just... No, you should, you should talk to our guests. Yeah, I guess Instagram captions are reading. If you, Yeah, they are. Kidding. I know wow. most I know you're <laughs> reading. I do I on a daily basis this Instagram I mean, captions. Yeah, true. I I often, oftentimes in midst of book reading, I pull up Instagram, but that doesn't mean See I don't read. Instagram has to say about um, it. But yeah, but this book... I, I remember like a good amount of friends being into. The book is called Hind's Feet on High Places by Hannah Hernard. And the main, the title character, the protagonist. Is a deer that walks <laughs> on two legs. That's well, it, the deer crazy, is, on the, is on the title. Yeah. Like the anamorphs? Well, no, it's about a woman. It's not about a deer. Yeah, it's it's like an allegorical story in the same way Pilgrim's Progress is. And the woman's name is Much Afraid. Right. That's and her, her name. companions are like fear and tribulation. Oh, something like Sorrow that. and suffering. Sorrow and her suffering. Her two companions. Oh, isn't that like Hades' two companions? Uh, Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, because she does kind of like... well read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Version, oh, but yeah, they do. She does go through a valley, and it's um, and then Jesus or something like Jesus is there that helps her. Get the there. Good Shepherd is good tender shepherd. with much afraid. Oh, wow. Story begins in the Valley of Humiliation. Yeah, it's a lot like Pilgrim's <laughs> Progress. This is really on the nose. Well, and that they said like we felt like much afraid when our first album came out and all the stuff we went through because they weren't. They weren't gunning for like, we're going to be the top dogs yeah. in CCN. It was just like, well, okay, I guess we're doing this. Yeah. Floods on MTV. They're on a major label. Yeah. And their life changed Flood forever. Flood bananas. Oh, yeah. yeah. Flood is still represents a strong sexual awakening for me as well. <laughs> Brings back a flood of <laughs> memories, it? too. Eh, kind of. <laughs> was this song like your sexual dampening? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's right. Where I was like, oh, I feel like I'm kind of feeling the. Nope, never mind. Moist from no, the Holy just kid. Spirit. Just take it down a notch. Oh. Go back to sleep. My utmoist for his highest is that anything? <laughs> this podcast uh, no. is dead. Nope. It's a lot of head shaking. <laughs> no, it's not nope. anything. Nope. Nothing. Yeah. Oh, in both in both this song and then the last song, him. That's the only time they were, uh, they address God by name. And in both cases, they call him Sweet Jesus. <laughs> they say so Sweet Jesus. I'm said it like Jesus. that. Yeah, because all they no, say is it's Sweet Jesus. Jesus. Sweet Jesus. It's so Dan, I like your voice. I think you're great. Okay, stop kissing me. He'll do the show. <laughs> Go off, King, on Twitter. Please do. Yeah, I do Go like this song. Sing. It's a little long, but the I like it. The only All I didn't the songs are a little long. I didn't They're care for long. "Weighed Down" or "Portrait of an Apology." Like the first six, yeah. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. "Portrait yes, of yes, Apology." Yes. I do have a theory that it's about Dorian Gray a little bit, or they use Dorian Gray allusions. Really? Yeah, because they it's talk about, a about painting. I yeah. really did just get lost in these lyrics and kind of gave up on like uh, interpreting. Yeah, <laughs> just because yeah, it's a po- oh, it's a po- okay. Looks like this figured. picture yeah. that I've painted. Looks like my heart or what sort of means. Becoming all the new gray, what's become of the old oh, yeah. me. It's a little bit bad. Uh, my summary was, my heart is bad. I need a buddy. <laughs> I need a friend. Aww. I need a friend. <laughs> I need a friend for my heart. <laughs> I do. 
Oh, boy. So, yeah, the <laughs> album's only 11 songs long. It's mercifully. It is three if you, hours. If, it's three hours, 11 songs. <laughs> Bless their heart. Good grief. Gave it their best. Did, did, and it was really chill, though, to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably got through it, like, head to tails at least half a dozen times. Yeah. Just in the last, whatever, since. Yeah, since we, we talked. talked about it. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely been in the background. It hasn't been like primary listen mm-hmm. except for like once or twice. But then there's been a couple of like, wait, what the hell is this? And then like picking out one or one song and actually like listening, listening to it. It's been very chill. And then it also did get back into so many. <laughs> I'm trying to remember that one because you were talking about like the relationship with God. Yeah. Is it DC Talk that has the I want to fall in love with you? I want to fall in love with you. That's Jars. Fall- that is Jars of Clay. First I was, I was gonna, oh, cool. I thought it was, but then I couldn't find the title and I was like, ugh, what folk Oh, it's hard. It, it's song. called Love Song for a Savior. That's the, what it is. I want to fall in love with you. Oh, yeah. I want to fall in love with you. Which is now the Christian Mingle ad music. Yeah. We talked about that last time. Yeah. Forgot about that. They licensed it to Christian. Uh, you know. Oh, but I don't yeah. just get I don't that. Get paid. For it. Get your money. Get Please. that bread. But it's so funny. Like, Please get your bread. Gosh, <laughs> it's so funny. Did you ever? Did you ever listen to anything post this album, or was this your drop off point? I think this was in a big way the drop off point. I will go back and listen to old church songs and hymns and gospel music specifically from the first church that you know the Baptist church mm-hmm. because that. Those are the ones that make me feel that old way. And that's from yeah. childhood old way of just mm-hmm. like, there's something huge here. And it's like a little kid perspective of like, we all go to this weird raggedy old building, <laughs> but we're all doing it for like a, a big idea or like a big reason. Yeah. And like not fully understanding what it is, but feeling like, ah, like that, this is a part of it. And we oh, sing. <laughs> like singing in church as a little kid is like yeah. your license to just go ham. <laughs> like really. The louder the better. Cause, exactly. Because the more you do, the more the aunties and stuff are like, get it, child. Look at this baby feeling. It It is such a it's such a controlled safe space where you can (laughs) let loose. And we were still even as like baptism. We were evangelical. Like we toured the country in Winnebago's for like almost a year. Um, We were still a little bit conservative music wise, Mm -hmm. which is weird for Baptist because my understanding throughout the rest of life about Baptist church is like uproarious, goddamn laugh. You know. Praise well, to there's Jesus. Black Baptist. Baptist. There's a, there's different We're very kinds much white of, Baptist. Yeah. <laughs> Baptist Super white. Also, uh, highlights from that church is when the pastor got too close to the wood burner stove and did light his whole pants on fire. <gasps> uh, and then it was like, like hee, hee, hee. And Amazing. that's when Jars of Clay got the idea for the song for Liar Liar. Yeah, yep. absolutely. <laughs> it was all there. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> right. Wow, that must have been a big day. It was <laughs> such a big day. <laughs> I, I, I would still be talking weeks. about that if that happened years, to me. Years, Oh my goodness. Let his whole pants oh. on fire? The pastor. The pastor? The pastor. Pants are on fire. Pants on fire. Oh my gosh, that's great. Uh, Do you guys recognize gospel more. this song, by the way? This was in a rom-com from the 90s. Excuse me, I This is in like either Drive Me Crazy or Never Been Kissed. Yeah, which this one. is really familiar. Is this Charles Yeah. So this is from their album after this called If I oh, Left the Zoo. Me. They come out as Republicans. No, I'm just kidding. But there's oh, yeah. an elephant on the coast. Yeah. 
Well, let's get to our final thoughts about this album, the way this works. Caitlin, is we're going to give it a holy toast or holy roast, holy toast. Thumbs up. We send it to heaven. Easy talk. Or... Give me another one. We send those sweet, sensitive boys, those frail boys. <laughs> the sweet, tender boys. <laughs> or we can send them to the space between. The space between. <laughs> Maybe they'd like that. Send them on up. Hey. Send them all up. The elevator of the sky. Wow. Whoa. Okay. Oh Holy gosh. toast. Holy toast that. from Caitlin. Yeah. Oh, boy. I think they're well meaning and well, like, uh, good natured. Mm hmm. And I am skeptical of every boy <laughs> and every person, yes. but like, absolutely. You trust him. Any Christian person, I'm like, mm, where's the devil? But they're, <laughs> they really do come across as like wholehearted little goodies, little tenderonies. Wholehearted little goodies. That's all I'm trying <laughs> to do. Tenderonies. Send them yeah. up. Send, Send them, them on up. up. Here, yeah. Here's truly like the litmus test, I think, for integrity. Not the sole one, obviously, but I think one that does speak something. They never did worship music. You know what I mean? Interesting. Yeah. They never did the worship well, besides pivot. besides the hymn. That, <laughs> their album. But you know but, what I'm talking like, about. Contemporary more, worship. Yeah. yeah, but like real, real. Like That's like referential. Yeah. yeah. The third day thing, the delirious thing, the Michael W. Smith thing, the Newsboys thing. I will say. did it. Awesome God was a life-changing song for me. We ain't putting oh on the Ritz. God <laughs> is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wit and wit and power and love. Oh, God is an awesome God. I remember the day that song was introduced into our church and I was just like, what? Here we go. <laughs> this is a banger. And Let's the guitar march. is going. Oh, yeah. And oh, then yeah. they cut the guitar and you do it acapella and it's just like oh like that was such a big day in the baptist church Send it rich home. mullins elders we gotta didn't do. like it and the yeah. youth were like get it yeah rich mullins is yeah. uh he's an interesting figure yeah, he also composed about. the song we hear every episode sing your praise to the lord oh, for miss amy grant praise to yeah. the lord. He, he does a version where it's like a lot of dulcimer like a lot of like <laughs> oh, clangy strings it's it's good interesting he's a weirdo i love him a lot yeah, yeah i like yeah. him a lot i'm a huge fan of that awesome god um i I'm going to put this in the space between. I'm sorry. But uh, it it was like, it was good. It just didn't, it, I think this is a taste thing. Like to me, I wasn't getting out of my chair for any of this except for truce. <laughs> and and, and I the actually, marker of a good album is Caroline getting out of her chair. Oh, I got it. I got it. Oh, whoa. <laughs> um, no, but okay. So I remember this um, with the previous Jars of Clay album too, is there were points where I just needed to stop listening to it and like put on a palate throw cleansing up. song. I did that a lot. I like had to stop and put on a good song that I really liked. And then uh, last album I had to stop and put on like Joanne, like Lady Gaga's album for a little bit. And <laughs> the best album <laughs> Lady Gaga did. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. It's that good. is her real those ass and those jeans. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> yes, it's a it good is. album and you're wrong. Um but <laughs> but it's like it's good. It's just very easy listening. It's very easy, like even tempered. And for me, that's fine. It's just not my taste. I'm not super into it. That said, I, I do like the poetry of it. I like what they were trying to do. I think they were successful at it. But for me, space between. Yeah. S B T. Yeah. I guess just S B. <laughs> Holy toast from me. Holy <laughs> toast. Uncomplicated. Uh, uncomplicated. What's that? Heckin' toast. Such a heckin' toast. Oh, such a heckin' <laughs> toast. <laughs> yeah. And this wasn't one of my, I was just first and third album growing up. Somehow I missed the second oh, one wow, for yeah. whatever reason. Oh, weird. But uh, 
yeah, love most of the songs on it. Love the length. Love the heart. I think it still sounds good. It does. I think it's yeah, weirdly. I was like, really impressed with how much it sounded before his time, and like that really was written in or whatever produced in like '96 to release in '97. Like, yeah. Wow. And in contrast to like a DC talk supernatural, for example, where it's like we're chasing this, we're going after that, and here's yeah. the documentary about our lives and what we're projecting them to be. With the jars of clay guys, every interview and every just everything I gleaned from them, I'm sure they've made missteps too, but it's just like they know who they are. Mm-hmm. They're not hateful. They have positive affect. They give shit about charity stuff. They're progressive. They're on the right side of things. And they consistently did good stuff. So only toast for me. I really like jars of clay. But we're not the final word. You're the final word listener. So you can go to at Christian Fun Pod and vote yourself. Give it a roast, give it a toast, give it a space between, get out there, and... Pokemon, go to the polls! <laughs> That's so painful. <laughs> it is. It's it is painful. Very painful. It's very oh. painful. With music. <laughs> exactly. Oh, wait, we should do... Should we do no, acapella? do it again. <laughs> should I auto-tune our next time? Yeah, definitely that. that. Oh, boy. Come on, po- Remix. All right, well, let's... Um, I know we're probably three irredeemable bitches in this room right now. That's but, right. But let's try to redeem Where my IBs at. <laughs> IBs with IB. <laughs> IBS. Where are my IBs at? <laughs> let's redeem the sinful time we've had. Yeah. Let's humble ourselves. Let's Cleanse. shed all of our secularness off of ourselves and just take a knee Caitlin on this show we don't plug our projects we don't promote ourselves (laughs) jiggled it (laughs) go ahead sorry sorry I'll I'll do it like Dan does his vocals Caitlin on this show we don't promote ourselves we don't plug our projects thanks for being here thank you we lift it up we lift it up up. to the Lord Caroline Uh, you can lift me up you can pray for me you can bless me at Caroline's Farts on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> All your IBs, get on there. God, you're the best. Just putting it out there. Irredeemable bitches Keeps for life. Me um, Start that hashtag with me. <laughs> okay, IBS gives me life. IBS gives me life. And sometimes it doesn't. Ew. Sometimes it hurts. Um, IBS gives and it takes away. Bless uh, I've I've been dabbling in secular culture. Sometimes I head outside the pra- the prairie. It's a safe fence. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this this uh, spooky Halloween season, I watched The Invitation on Netflix. Too scary. Oh, I'm not a scary movie fan, but I liked this one. I thought it was good. It's a, it's the kind that I like where it's a little bit more of a suspense movie. There's no monsters. It's just this dinner party that goes wrong. Now, yeah. on a scale of uh, not very much to much, how afraid were you? Medium much. Medium much afraid? Yeah. Okay. Like I was pretty good and then about two thirds of the way I did just kind of like sit very close to Nate. <laughs> and I kept my, kept my eyes on it. I think we took a bathroom break. Have you watched Honey on Hill House yet? Why would I watch that? Oh, it's, I can't watch nope. that. I'm I can't the same, deal with that. But it's scary. If it rocks. Is it monsters? It's ghosties. Ooh. Yeah. That's monster adjacent. <laughs> It's in the monster I family. Like, I don't like ghosts. Kissing cousins. Yeah, they're yeah, kissing cousins. A little too real, a little too close. Okay. Um, but it's good. You the like invitation. it? Invitation. Oh, yeah, I love it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I finished it by the time it's coming. 
Is no. that a guy? No, but I like that series. Okay. All the yeah. actors are really good. Um, yeah, I like it a lot. Thank you, Caroline. We turn it to Caitlin. Thank you. Where can we lift you up, Caitlin? Just talk about stuff I like. <laughs> and you can, we can, you can lift, lift you up, up on uh, uh, social media. Yeah, maybe like where they can find you online. Uncle Kate. And then also at oh, Uncle Kate. C A I T, Uncle Kate, uh, oh, across platforms and website. Um, where people could see you next? The A lot around LA now. Also in San Francisco, November 15th, and in Portland, December 15th. I only play on the 15th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. It's a <laughs> strange, strange policy. But <laughs> you get to work 12 uh, times a year. I'll be in San Francisco. I'll be doing the business on the 19th. Uh, the, the business. And Amy Miller and Daniel Webb. And I know there's other people, and I'm so sorry for is it Lydia, maybe? Of uh, the Ranch show uh, November 25th. But can I give a really quick shout out yeah. to someone I think that needs a little lifting up? Uh, is it the Sabrina, the teenage witch? Ooh, oh, the show? The oh. Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix is the scariest thing that I've watched willingly in a very long time. <laughs> and I friggin' love it. Because you're scared of cats. And I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Hey. Also, the whole show is them being like, hey, old Satan. Um, oh, there's like casually. so much. Wow. Because yeah. they're witches. They're evil, occult. Yeah. yeah. Witchy stuff. Shout out to all the witches listening to this podcast, too. Shout out. Uh, you can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter. I will lift up. I'll lift up an entire podcast network. Wow. I will lift up the Ringer Podcast Network. I listen to at least at least one of the shows from the Ringer Podcast <laughs> Network every single week. Oh, wow. If not every day at this point. Between The Watch, between The Rewatchables, between Binge Mode, between On Shuffle, between the Bill Simmons, pu- I like is the. Is this Bil- like, a, like a lot this. of? It sounds like a lot of like pop culture commentary stuff. No, it's mostly just sex stuff. <laughs> Kiki dirty sex. Stuff. It is a lot of pop culture stuff. Whoa, bubble, <laughs> bubble. <laughs> and you can lift us up at Christian Funpot on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. You can join us and you can leave a review on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts. And every review you leave, we donate a dollar to charity. And this month's charity is Trans Lifeline. Translifeline.org is yes. a national hotline that anyone can call. It's manned only by trans people, too. So trans to trans talk and helping each other out. Um, but they're a great organization and necessary right now. There's yep. a lot of tax on them. That's great. I'm so happy to hear that. And yeah. you know who we're not donating a dollar to charity for? Jeffrey Tambor. We're not donating to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Caitlin, thank you so much. Thanks for, for having me. Caitlin, thanks for staying show. so late. Yes. Thank you. There's nothing left to say except for an all of Pont's people said. Amen. Or let's say like Dan would. Amen. Uh, what song do we want to go on, Caitlin, from the album? Let's do the Tian Sympathy. So we're going to edge goddamn Sheeran, who I don't like, by the way. No, go ahead. (laughs) Favorite artist, Ed Sheeran. I got so mad at Game of Thrones when they put him in that anyway. (laughs) 70. (laughs) (laughs) 17. Never green. (laughs) Bars are the best place to find a lover. So Winterfell is where I go. All right, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. All your words fall to the floor and break like china cups.
else, me and my grant. Next week on GCF, Kevin and Caroline are doing a very special edition of the hunt for the best Christian song of all time with an old friend. A friend, uh, everyone loves him, everyone knows him. Uh, he's been on the show more than once, and at this point, it's like, okay, you're having this guy on at least three times in the same year. Can't give Amy a little piece of that pie? I'm still relegated to the outros. Whatever. Amy, not bitter. Anyway, they're doing a very special edition of The Hunt for the Best Christian Song of All Time. You're not going to want to miss it. It's good as hell. Amy's not bitter, but Amy Mung Grant is over and out. Oh, hey, y'all. It's me, Amy Grant. Coming back for just one thing. Um, I, it's it's deadly quiet in my house. I'm trying not to wake the kids. Uh, God, I can't believe they still live with us. But I said next week. I meant two weeks from now. Two weeks from now. Next week's Thanksgiving. Kevin and Caroline are taking off for Thanksgiving. There's not going to be a new show for for Thanksgiving Wednesday. Y'all, there will be one for Friday on GCF Second Surface, but not for next Wednesday. So two weeks from now, Kevin and Caroline are going to be there doing all that stuff I talked about. But not next week. Two weeks from now. All right? Y'all cool? Okay. I got to go to bed. Amy's so tired. Okay. Amy, motherfucking grand over now. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>